This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 15, verses 8 through 17. God, who knows the heart, testified about them, giving them the Holy Spirit just like He did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why do you tempt God, that you should put a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they are. All the multitude kept silence, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul reporting what signs and wonders God had done among the nations through them. After they were silent, James answered, Brothers, listen to me. Simon has reported how God first visited the nations to take out of them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets, as it is written, After these things I will return. I will again build the tabernacle of David, which is fallen. I will again build its ruins. I will set it up that the rest of men may seek after the Lord. All the nations who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. All of God's works are known to him from eternity. Therefore, my judgment is that we don't trouble those from among the Gentiles who turn to God, but we write to them that they abstain from the pollution of idols, from sexual immorality, from what is strangled, and from blood. For Moses, from generations of old, has in every city those who preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. All right, back to Acts chapter 15. In verse 8, in Peter's argument for salvation by grace, he is sure to point out that the Gentiles were given the Holy Spirit, just as the Jewish Christians had. Why was the Gentiles receiving the Holy Spirit by faith and not by works? An important point to cover in demonstrating that we are saved by grace and not by works. Receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit is of itself evidence of salvation and our eternal security in Christ. Ephesians 1.13 says, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Jesus, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. In other words, having the Holy Spirit is the guarantee that we have eternal life in Christ. And Ephesians 1 verse 13 ties hearing the gospel and believing in Jesus with receiving the Holy Spirit. It's like a tested equation, a sure truth. If you have heard the gospel and believed in Jesus, then it irrevocably means you have received His Spirit. And Romans 8 verse 9 indicates that if you have the Spirit of Christ, then you belong to Him. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ, then you don't belong to Him. Again, if you have received Jesus by faith alone through hearing the gospel, then you have received His Spirit. And those who have received Jesus by faith will know God's Spirit indwells them because as Romans 8 verse 16 puts it, 
the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. God's Word is a sure promise that if we have believed in Jesus, then we have His Spirit. Furthermore, the Spirit Himself testifies to us that we're saved. Here in Acts chapter 15, verses 7 through 11, Peter boldly and authoritatively asserts that salvation is through the grace of the Lord Jesus and not through the law of Moses. Let's keep reading. Verse 12. And the multitude kept silence. They listened to Barnabas and Paul reporting what signs and wonders God had done among the nations through them. The multitude who kept silent were honorable men. They were sincerely seeking the truth. They debated at first, but when the truth of the matter came forth through the mouth of Peter, as to how one is saved, they became quiet. Then they listened to Barnabas and Paul share about the signs and wonders God worked through them among the Gentiles. Paul and Barnabas' testimony regarding God's working among the Gentiles was confirmation that what Peter had said was indeed true. These people of the nations were not circumcised. They were not under the law. And yet Paul and Barnabas, like Peter, could witness firsthand how many of these Gentiles converted to Christ and how they had received the Holy Spirit and been changed by God through the gospel. Remember back in verses 3 and 4 of this chapter, Paul and Barnabas were telling everyone on their way to Jerusalem and in Jerusalem what God was working among the Gentiles. It says, They, being sent on their way by the assembly, passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. They caused great joy to all the brothers. When they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the assembly and the apostles and the elders, and they reported everything that God had done with them. And now at the Jerusalem council, with the assembly and the leaders of the church gathered, they continued to testify about the conversion of the Gentiles. When I experienced God at work in my life and in those around me, man, I can get so pumped up. I'm on cloud nine. I want to shout on the rooftops and declare the goodness of God. I want others to know how awesome our God is and the ways he works in my life and those whom I encounter. We can look at the excitement Paul and Barnabas had to share their experiences and be validated in our own zeal for wanting others to know how God's working in our midst. You see, our testimonies can be powerful and effective tools in reaching people and sharing what God's doing in our lives and of those around us with the church is also a way we can corporately praise God and celebrate His goodness and grace. I've seen firsthand the power of the gospel proclaimed change lives. The other month I had the opportunity to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus through sharing God's word and my personal testimony in a church service. Someone who heard the gospel in that service got saved. He received Jesus by faith and shared with me afterwards what God had done in him through the gospel. We rejoiced together with others at the church in the joy and assurance he had found in Jesus alone. In what ways has God miraculously worked in your own life and those around you? Verse 13. 
After they were silent, James answered, Brothers, listen to me. Simon has reported how God first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets. Again, Luke emphasizes the assembly's willingness to listen. James wrote in James 1.19, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. After they were silent, James spoke. He was no doubt a respected leader and voice among the elders and apostles in Jerusalem. Now this wasn't the Apostle James. Remember, the Apostle James was martyred in Acts chapter 12, verse 2, at the hands of Herod. This was the half-brother of Jesus, the brother of Jude, who also wrote the book of Jude, and the son of Joseph and Mary. We're told in John chapter 7, verse 5, that even the brothers of Jesus didn't believe in him. That would have included James. But at some point, after John 7, verse 5, obviously James became a believer and quite a titan for the church in gospel of Christ. He had been traditionally known as James the Just. James spoke up to first support and confirm Peter's statement by turning to Scripture. God's word was the plumb line. In other words, James turned to the foundation of God's word to find validity and affirmation regarding Peter's claim. We'll see later in the book of Acts, when Paul and Silas preached Jesus as the Christ, the Berean Jews being applauded because they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So too should we. That's a great habit to get into. When someone makes a claim, even if that person is in a position of authority, like the Apostle Peter among the Jerusalem Council, let's not hesitate to test it against the veracity of God's word. We're instructed in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21, to test everything and hold fast to what is good. And the Apostle Paul encourages us in 1 John 4, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. If someone speaks a word of knowledge into your life, makes a truth claim, or promotes a lifestyle or action that can't be confirmed in the Word of God, in the Bible, then we shouldn't embrace it. But if Scripture supports it, we can embrace it. James, like so many of the early church leaders and apostles, used Old Testament Scripture to validate their teachings and actions. Let's see what James had to say. As it is written, After these things I will return, I will again build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen. I will again build its ruins. I will set it up, that the rest of men may seek after the Lord. All the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Amos 9, 11-12 James starts by quoting Amos 9, 11-12. It's saying the salvation will come to the Gentiles. God's work in pouring out His Spirit among the believing Gentiles had a foundation in Scripture. Barnes' Bible commentary puts it this way. 
This was a clear prediction that other nations were to be favored with the true religion and that without any mention of their conforming to the rights of the Jewish people. How are you so crazy about me? You gave your life to set me free By your grace that I had never known I am saved, my life is yours alone I was just thinking to myself Am I saved? Where would I go if I were to die today? You help me know the truth Lord, I'm asking you You said by your grace I haven't saved Not by my own doing But by faith What a gift of love you bring Giving life That was Crazy About Me from the album Adam's Road. There is something more in Christ Something that I didn't see 
reason for his suffering, a cause for him to plead. I never felt his love, I never knew his face until I was nowhere now to have no hope but his grace. For my sins, his body was broken. For my wrongs, his blood has flowed. I tried to gain the world, lost myself in between. Last time I left. should be wealth and pleasure fame and glory I have found it all falls away there is something more in Christ something that I
That was something more from the album Adam's Road. Thank you. 
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts 15, verses 17 through 29. Grace and peace be with you all.